0: Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Mirror Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. All right, Tyler, this
1: episode, I hope you have a lot of questions. I need. Mean, I'm ready. I, like I told you before we started, I need your co host, jobs. Dude,
0: I've never been more ready. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> All right, so today we're going to kind of walk through a scenario that I experience a lot and then give you some reasons why you should take me up on what I'm about to pitch. Okay. All right. So common scenario that I'm seeing with someone who is like, knows their accounting kind of back office and systems aren't the best. Okay. Right. And so they're, they're, they're at the table with me. Like, you know, this happened at lunch recently, new client. Hey, all right. He was like, Hey, I've been watching your podcast. I'm interested in what you got going. So we start talking, we start talking about the back office. How do you do things? What applications do you use? And we start then talking about these different solutions, mm-hmm. cloud-based solutions, zero, Zapier, Gusto, yeah. you know, just kind of yeah. the things all we- All the ones we love. All the ones we love. And the, the what was interesting is that the prospective client goes, oh yeah, I'm using Zapier. Oh yeah, I'm, I don't, on my personal bank account, we never, everything's automated. We, mm-hmm. you know, we pay the bills, no, no checks. Like, oh yeah, that's, I check everything online. It's like yeah. totally, sure. And then he goes, and I said, that's interesting because you just told me that, that you run your $6 million business on QuickBooks desktop burn. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and, and, and the guy was, we were starting talking and, and here's the point of this whole conversation. He goes, well, uh, I forget the name. I always want to say Betty. Dude, I think it might be Betty, but he goes, Oh, Betty would kill us if we moved off QuickBooks desktop. And I realized something. I was like, mm-hmm. It's the bookkeepers. Mm. The internal bookkeepers are the gatekeepers to a lot of people's automation Mm. of their businesses' finances. Dude, you're just going straight, (laughs) straight at the root. Well, I think here's the reason. Here's the reason. Generally, and probably most, almost every time, they Mm. know more about your back office and the systems and how to pay people, how to get money in the door than you. Yeah. They know the pain points or perceived pain points of how to do. All of mm-hmm. those things, and yeah. so what happens is a lot of times they will bring up something, almost could be like a red herring, but you don't have enough information to refute it. Yeah. Like I've heard, oh God, there's every a million reservations like about around payroll. Well, I mean, how are we gonna how are we gonna issue the W twos to people? I mean, how are we gonna do that? How are mm-hmm. we gonna pay the payroll taxes? Yeah. I think you mentioned one. Uh, we were talking about this in a business you're dealing with. How are we gonna track PTO? And it's like. Yeah. These, the fact that you're asking these questions actually is a great lead in because these software, we're going to put you on, do all those things for you. Yeah.
0: And I want to say this too, to the business owners who might be thinking of the Bettys in their lives (laughs) or, you know, um, it's a good thing that like, if you're painting with a broad brush, it's a good thing that most people in that position have a skepticism and have a sort of like, we want to run a tight ship. I mean, that's that's a great yeah. trait for that role. Yeah. But what I think is, like, we've moved past the... And we talk about this a good bit. Like, you, you actually know the names. Like, there's the early adopter. Right. Early you know majority. Know I mean? yeah. Early majority. And then there's, like, I guess... Late to people. the party. I yeah. And then laggard, I think, yeah. is the last and one. And so, like, you think of, like, okay, there's this, like, persona of, like... I think of Facebook, how, like, their early motto was, like, break stuff. And they would just tell their engineers, like, yeah, break stuff. Like... There's a sort of like correlation with like a little bit of recklessness of innovation, you know, like you got to be willing to risk and break stuff. And so I think whenever we talk about like cloud tools or we talk about these things, like, again, stereotypically, those people are a little more like, whoa, wait a minute. We don't need to be reckless here. We don't need to be innovative. Like we need to do... The tried and true. Yeah, and we I, need
1: to get people paid and reconcile
0: the checking yeah, account. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing innovative yeah, about that, yeah. or so they think. Yeah, exactly. But what, what what they may not, I think, what you need to do is bridge that gap of yeah. like, hey, no, this isn't fringe anymore. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you good know point. what I mean. Like this is solid, and it's being used every day. And like when you bridge that gap, I think. I think that's what's not happening. Yeah, I think know? this is
1: you. Make, you're bringing up a really good point because what you brought up is something I experienced at a different client. So, at a, a buddy of mine, um, he said, "Listen, our bookkeeper, and she's a really like a CFO type. She's a CPA. Uh, she's been around a long time, and she's going to retire. I need you to do a little audit of what she does so we can understand when she goes to leave, we're not calling with our pants down." Yeah, and it was more of like a systems audit, like. And we did this. We went for four hours on site, and we talked with with her and every different team member that had a role in the finances. And what we found out was to, is exactly what you're saying. All of the systems and they were there were a ton manual processes were built up out of the thought process you just said, which was. We run a tight ship here. We can't be have we can't have X, Y, and Z happen without X, Y, and Z as a checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Like there were there were processes, processes upon processes built on manual task, right. Because of that, so yeah. it, it made me step back and think. Okay, I gotta I have to approach this with my friend from a different angle because he's looking to move everything cloud. Yeah, I had to I had to give a little credence, which was re- I mean this this person had been uh. Run their finances for 30 years. So there's a respect level there, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to approach it that way. I think sometimes like guys like us, we want to come in and be like, come on, guys, just get rid of all yeah. this stuff, move cloud. Right. There was a respect level that I had to adhere to and then say, that's a good thing that you want oversight, mm-hmm. governance, security. So we agree
0: on those things. Yeah,
1: But you can have all that and do it with 40% of the effort.
0: Yeah. I think we make a mistake if we, we, like, don't respect the philosophy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I think that's why it's like, yeah, you guys are an accounting firm. You, above all people, respect these principles of doing accounting and safety and security. And, right, You know, like, it's measured and accounted for. Like, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no one's trying to throw out those principles. Yeah, it's just trust the practices me. that are exactly. That are I mean,
1: trust me, we want to dot the i's and cross the t's too. Yeah, we just want to do it and not
0: work Saturdays, yeah. like, yeah. and not so. So yeah, maybe maybe move from, you know, selling the business owner like right. you're, like you're used to to selling the bookkeeper. Well, yeah, what, how do you how do you comfort them?
1: So what I would tell them is first of all we got to get to that common ground. Like I just said, like okay, we both agree. We need to do this with the utmost security, you know, um, we have to be uh, accurate, like we have to be efficient. We all agree on that. Okay. And then I, so if I can gain that, then I point them to very specific processes that they have. I don't don't know why I keep wanting to say processes.
0: That's my podcast. You're getting smarter, more
1: British (laughs) processes. And so I I then point them to a broken process. And I say, Okay if what I'm about to propose, does it get outside of the criteria that we just agreed are non-negotiables? Prevent fraud, accurate, timely, relevant, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Does it get outside of that? No, okay. Well, let me tell you why these four steps could be consolidated into one. Mm-hmm. For instance, this one client, when they would get a bill, they would print it out they it would come to multiple different places, sometimes through email, sometimes through the mail, sometimes to a different person's email, like all kind of places. Mm. For that person to print it out, put it – they wouldn't even put it – that person being the bill, the AP clerk wouldn't even put it in the software. They would put it, write it down on a voucher sheet and say, hey, controller, this is what I think this should be coded to. Do you?" So attach – print the voucher, handwrite it, mm-hmm. attach the bill, slide it across the controller's desk for her to then say – yeah, you can put that to office supplies. To so then go put it in the system, have somebody else cut a check for someone else to sign it. And so I said, okay, we haven't, I can make that whole process way easier without, you know, without, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Compromising on any of the things that we say are like the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, we did that over and over and over. We talked about how you got paid. We talked about how you literally have a payroll system that was taking you four days to pay 22 people. Built upon manual process after process after process with good intentions. Mm -hmm. We talked about how getting paid was very cumbersome. Took a while. Their check writing... um, Process took forever. Like we just went one after another after another. But the point is the connectivity of data, right? You want things, you want to touch things once. You want to pay somebody and have that say accounts payable is now paid, mm-hmm. cash is lower, uh, the file, the bill that we got is saved, you know, it's been approved. Like you want those things to happen fast. So connectivity of data is a big thing. Um, reducing or eliminating manual tasks. Mm-hmm. So, like in the payroll example, perfect example. If you go and want to give your people PTO, common thing. Well, this farm had everybody filling out, like, I think what do they call it, leave request. They, I don't know. They, I don't would, know. they would, they would, they would hand up. They would again whatever form they wanted, send it to their, their manager who would then manually approve and then somebody kept a spreadsheet that wasn't in the payroll software of the PTO is like, that could all be happen again in one fell swoop. Like, yeah. they <clears throat> submit a leave request, it's approved, it gets deducted from their PTO and it's done. Mm-hmm. So, again, connectivity of data, reduce, eliminate manual tasks. You start to see the efficiency but you gotta first get the common ground yeah. and be able as the professional to kind of like tamper some of the things, like a red, I'm not gonna say red flags, like some of the things that the bookkeeper will say, like, well, what about this? And what about that? Yeah. Cause that's what I experience a lot.
0: Yeah. And I mean, this, I don't want to, okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to go there. Yeah. How much of that do you feel like, and is just protective of their job? I mean, that's yeah, the that's awkwardness, point. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's cause like you can sell the business owner and it's, um, you see this? I mean, this is this is the classic technology. You know, I mean, this is. It's going to take my the, job. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when you're thinking, okay, something that used to take four days is going to now take, let's say, four hours. You know, well, that's three days of three and a half yeah. days of your job that just <laughs> right. got eliminated. Right. I mean, that's that's the tough thing. Is is there really a way to sell this to the bookkeepers, yeah. or is it cannibalizing their jobs? I would say this. Most places you go when you have – this is
1: a good question. When you have this conversation with the business owner, they never want to eliminate that person. Mm-hmm. First of all, they want to know what they're doing and why it takes so long. Mm-hmm. Then they want to have an idea that if, if something happened to them, what, what happens? But when I tell them, hey, this 40-hour-a-week job, let's just be conservative. should take 22. Okay, what are we going to do with the 18 hours, basically two and a half days? Well, you're already paying that person. So your budget already says – and we're, we're assuming this is a healthy business. So this mm, yeah. different arguments here. But let's just say healthy business, profitable. Right. You're already paying so-and-so. Why not bring them into a more value-added role? See, because that's, what that's what's happening in an accounting firms. So I can equate it back to what we're doing. We're using a lot of technology and efficiency. Well, now does that mean if it, if it eliminates work from my employees that I – I just say we'll work half the time. No, what I do is I then move them into proactive value-added roles. Like, give you a good example. Got a client who just signed up with us for a um, a monthly engagement. It's kind of like an all-in package where we're just Mm – they don't have enough of a business for a controller, but they got a lot of needs. One of the things that's in that package is unlimited support with zero and Gusto. So I'm going to get somebody on my team – periodically, it's going to be in the practice management software for us as a task to reach out to them, say, Hey, any issues with gusto recently? You want to talk over the new features that we've seen about how to get people paid, how to, uh, get, let people do charitable contributions through their paycheck. Did you know that you could, could, there's a, a laundry list of charities that gusto will let you deduct from and they'll handle the payment. Like, so then we start adding value to our clients. That person used to be tying down the bank account and reconciling. Well, now software does that. So what do I do? I say, go be more value-added client-facing. Give them a better experience with us. Tell them about a tip and a trick that, because we would have normally been so busy, we would have never told them about. So that's the kind of things I try to, and most people are way on board with that. They're Mm -hmm. like, man, what if we could get so-and-so who's really good with people out from behind the desk? Mm-hmm. Now they get to service our clients better. So it's just a repositioning a lot of times and not an elimination.
0: Yeah, that's comforting, I guess, for the uh, – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guess? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, but I think that's a good way to say it and phrase it. I mean, I'm almost just thinking like, uh, you know, if they've been hired just as doing those those tasks, right. you know, then obviously there's not much much here. But, but, yeah, to your point, a lot of times these are people that are – they're frustrated with that, too. Well, I think,
1: too, what you start to see is that this is what I've experienced with our team and other teams. When you start to create a culture of we don't just accept that's we do it because that's the way it's always done or that's the status quo. It creates a culture of innovation Mm -hmm. and really does, it really gives people hope that, man, maybe they'll do that with my job in the sense that I would like to do more fulfilling tasks. I would like to do more value added tasks, but I'm stuck doing this process that takes two days a week that should take three hours. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it gives some hope in the sense that, yeah, they'll try to innovate, but they won't, you know, kick me to the curb because they freed up some dollars because bots can do the work. Mm-hmm. Although that maybe maybe that is the case in a big business. I don't know. But a lot of smaller firms you see that where it's like, no, we're just gonna help people transition into better jobs. Yeah. And to the point of the bookkeeper role specifically. Those type of people tend to be detail-oriented, organized. Mm-hmm. How great would it be if you could free up your bookkeeper to maybe do some executive assistant stuff? Mm-hmm. As the business owner, you know there's probably 10 hours of admin stuff a week, 8 hours, 12. I don't know what it is, but there's stuff on yeah. your plate as the business owner that you dread mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're repositioned, and and we could talk about why that could maybe be automated too. But maybe there's a more value-added role in assisting you, so you go out and have more client meetings more presentations. Mm-hmm. Whatever it does, whatever it is you do that drives revenue, go do yeah. more of that.
0: All right, we didn't plan this. So I'm a little nervous to add just right. to put you on the spot, but can you tell us some examples of some some, some before and afters yeah. of like maybe bookkeepers that were hesitant and then now are like thriving in <laughs> a new cloud-based paradigm?
1: Absolutely. I've got one right now. Um I've got a client who used to run one company on QuickBooks Desktop. They currently run five on Zero, with our help, what we call DIY-assisted, where we just in the background supporting them. They now pay all their vendors through Gusto. They pay all the all of their payroll through Gusto. So for five companies, they have 1099 vendors. They have payroll. They have customers in every business. This, this was being done, the full-time job, and, and, and the owner's wife is handling this. I think she probably works, it's kind of like a nine-to-three kind of schedule. It was nine-to-three with one business. It's nine-to-three with five. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that point right there, I mean, I, I keep thinking she, all of her um, vendors, that she has them pre-populated and zero as far as, like, templated quotes, mm-hmm. where she then takes a quote, turns it into purchase order, pays them through gusto it reconciles, like, Lots of vendors, lots yeah. of, contra- you know what I mean? So the, the best example would be is she's ramped up to five companies and it used to be one. And I think probably a very similar workload. Yeah. Bank feeds a bank, you know, the data's coming in where she just reconciles it. We told, we showed her how to set up rules. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also using relay bank now, which has been helpful to her. It's just lots of reasons. And I think that's the best example of yeah. used to be super, super manual. Desktop now cloud and five times yeah. as much.
0: All right, last question. Yep. I want to bring it back to kind of what you know the old roadmap we've got here, right? Yep. Of like you know the first thing is just getting it all in the system. Then we've would got would this be the total control total account control accounting, accounting system okay. right yeah. here? I mean, I think <laughs> of like what I'm really encouraged by what you said about getting them. You know, no one's the business owners you talk to are, are rarely they're not trying to eliminate positions. They're trying to leverage.
1: Yeah, for leverage sure.
0: them. And so I think of like okay, once you've once you're able to go from that record phase to that read phase. Right. And then reap. Like most businesses bookkeepers are stuck just most of their tasks are probably in that read uh, that record. record phase. Yeah. So what could you tell like what could a business owner expect of their bookkeeper or that financial admin yep. person to, to provide for them or move toward that second phase of the system.
1: Trends, um, uh, irregularities. So if you've got your head in the details, you're just trying to make sure the balance sheet balances and mm-hmm. make sure the bank accounts reconciled and make sure people get paid. You don't have time to step back and say, Well, why did we have, why is office supplies 20% more than it was last month? Or why is this customer, why did they take 90 days to pay us when they normally take 30? Mm -hmm. Like you, you miss the little analytical moments where you can step back with a clear head and really think at at the big picture and then drill down where you need to because you're in the weeds so much. Mm -hmm. So what you could be expecting is people that can give you more timely data. That's one thing. The data will be more timely. If it takes less time to get accounting data in, reconciled and accurate, then you have it more timely. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, you can use that excess time to then say, hey, see how much we paid of these 10 vendors last year comparative to the, you know, I know what we spent this year, I know what we paid this year. Why is AR taking longer to collect? Could we, all, could we implement ACH? Is there a better way to do bill pay? Mm-hmm. Why does payroll take this long? Like You start to then get the questions answered because before you were just in do mode. Mm-hmm. Now you get to sit back and to your point, read the data. What's the story it's telling? How can we take action on the pain points and, yeah. and places where we know we're inefficient?
0: Yeah, that's got to be pretty empowering for a bookkeeper or a financial admin or, you know, even if you're kind of doing this like small business where you're the you're the CFO and right. doing the bookkeeping right. and all that, you know, that would definitely be a more empowering position for sure.
1: Yeah, and I think you feel more valued where you're giving insights as, as opposed to just making sure things are taken care of. Yeah. Uh, I think what starts to happen is the things getting taken care of happen easier. Right. The, the day-to-day starts to get done faster and more. And you're just checking now to make sure that that's happening versus yeah. doing it.
0: So where there's say, a lot of
1: security. <clears throat> the, the doing gives a lot of security.
0: You say this about um, taxes, that you guys are taxpayer advocates. Would you say your Amir Group is a bookkeeper advocate? Sure.
1: Okay. We're a small business advocate. So we want to make, if, if you say, listen, I have a great bookkeeper and they can be trained and they are awesome. We want to help you. We have a saying here. We want to help you do better business. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? That looks like you being more efficient to meet the goals you had when you started the business because you sure as heck didn't start it to run payroll for 22 people. That takes four days. Sure. It never started there.
0: Yeah, it wasn't on the vision board. No.
1: You started because you had a problem you thought you could solve and you were passionate about it. Yeah. And if that bookkeeper is part of helping you do that, great. We want to empower them, help
0: them, help you achieve your goals. Yeah, boom. All right. Well, I think that's – you heard it here, bookkeepers. (laughs) Fear not. (laughs) Fear not. There's so much potential. Um, All right. Well, if you want more information, always go to mirror.group. You can reach out to Marcus and his team there and find all the other podcasts. Um, See you next time. Till next time.